All right, here we go. This is uh, our first episode of podcast, Thingy Majig of Step Up. Um, we have absolutely no idea what we're doing <laughs> whatsoever. We're gonna make uh, it work. Yeah, we're going to make it work. So uh, the whole idea behind this is during these podcast episodes, like we're going to try to uh, do a streaming podcast and do a video podcast as well. So on the video podcast, we'll be doing step ups and then we're gonna get ready to start that. And then we're gonna tell you how we came up with that idea. And we think that we're pretty intelligent human beings. <laughs> Most everybody else does it. But when we get together, we're like, oh, we just solved all the world's problems. So we decided to get together and do something pretty cool. So. We're gonna go ahead, we're gonna start stepping up. And uh, the name of the podcast is Step Up with Jeff and Hammer. And uh, and hopefully this won't be our first one. Uh, maybe we'll do more if you guys like it. If not, we'll probably still do them, just have something to do anyways. Um, so again, uh, this all started from Chad, here at Chat, which is a thousand step ups for time. Um, that workout was created by Dave Castro um, for one of his buddies um, that uh, took his own life um, that was in the military. So every year us CrossFitters have been doing that for a while, a uh, thousand step ups for time. So at the time, Jeff had a lot of going on, a lot going on. Uh, Courtney was, what kind of surgery she had? Uh, she had PAO surgery, so it's uh, basically Kind of hip reconstruction. Uh, they go ahead and break the pelvis in three places and uh, kind of screw it all back together. She also had to have labral repair. Uh, so her, her surgery is pretty significant. Uh, Hero Watch Chad is one of my favorites, uh, but I was unable to get to the gym to do it. So Hammer called me up, knowing I was kind of in a bad way, and offered to come out and do the workout at my house with me, which was awesome. Wait, set up the garage, it was raining. Um, but during that, uh, during that workout, he was like, we should do this like for a podcast. Yes. One of the most amazing ideas. <laughs> I have several of them. Um, and he agreed. He was like, man, you're brilliant. And well, this was <laughs> even more brilliant. So here we are. Because throughout that podcast, or throughout that podcast, but throughout that workout, you know, typically we're always doing it in a class setting. Um, so we're just surrounded by a lot of people. You're never really like having a conversation. You're usually just kind of lost in your own thoughts and cheering each other on. But you know, that garage setting, we had some music on and we was able to just talk, have conversation. And I told him by the end of it, I was like, I'm pretty sure we solved all the world's problems. 100%. 100%. All the world's problems. Yes. So, yeah, so again, I went home, it's just like, man, what if this would probably be a cool idea for a podcast or a podcast video or not? So, here we are. I did want to tell you, you probably don't know this, but um, we do have our first sponsorship already. <laughs> and it's uh, Copper Fit Ankle Braces. We're old and it's hard yes. to do this now. So. And I ran a 5K Mud Extreme race yesterday. And my ankles and my calves are just lit up like the 4th of July. A lot of elevation in that. So I put on my uh, handy dandy copper fit menthol ankle braces. As soon as you put them on, you feel the healing. <laughs> you use code HAMMERSTRONG, you will receive 
Absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't so old, we would have helped you a bunch trying to do that race. That's the problem. You know, the thing is, is I came first in my age division, but when you look at your age division and it's from like 46 to 53, you're like, how in the world did this just happen? How did I fall in that age division? Oh my Lord. So I guess quick background for everybody. Um, Hammer and I both came from a not very active background. Uh, Hammer got into CrossFit long before I did. I came along after the fact, but uh, both of us were well over 300 pounds. Uh, and really just hit that rock bottom point where you need to make a change in your life. We are not necessarily doing these step up synchronized on purpose. <laughs> it's just working out that it's way. It's happening that way. You don't have to do them that way. If you don't want to go home or if you want to be cool like us, you can say it's fine. Oh, there's another idea. What's that? If you're watching the video and you want to step up with us, absolutely. There it is. Please do grab me a box, a step. While you're listening, do some step ups. Absolutely. See? See? We start working out. Norfolk Star Business. What happens? Get you a buddy, get you some boxes, and just talk it out. Yes. You'll be fine. But, I mean, for both of us, coming from that background of really not a very disciplined lifestyle, let's be honest, uh, it really requires a lot of change. So, it seems overwhelming at first if you're somebody that's trying to get fit, or trying to lose some weight, or whatever your fitness goals are. It just takes that first step. Like, find your gym, find your buddy, find an accountability partner, find a book, find something, whatever your motivation is. Mine was my family. Didn't want my kids to have a morally obese tag around their whole life, so I don't need to change that. So it is what it is. You just call it, and it's, it's true. So I don't know. That was kind of my motivation. Hopefully, you guys can find one too. No, mine's, you know, mine's sort of saying, like, Get as big as I was, and I was fairly active. I was an okay athlete, um, but then standing on the scales one day and just seeing that 300 pound marker, man, it does something to your psyche. And, and again, just looking at my boy at the time, I just had the one, now I got like 30. Um, I was like, I don't want to be that dad that I see sitting in the bleachers and someone else playing with me because I can't. Absolutely. Um, that's where I didn't want to end up. And again, that was my motivation. And then when I got into it for that, you know, selfishly it became about me. I wanted to be healthy. I wanted to live long. I didn't want to end up like in hospitals, doctor visits, and all types of medication. So for me, it was just walking into a CrossFit gym one day and just being transparent and just humbling yourself and being like, I don't know what to do. I know. I was an athlete at one time and I can move pretty well. I just don't know how to get back to that point. So Absolutely. just being open, trusting people. Um, yeah. So yeah, that. and that spins off too. Not like for myself, I didn't play ball in high school. I was actually in the band. I was out of athletics and went straight to music. And so there's not a terrible amount of athleticism involved in the marching band. To be honest with you, I did it. I was there. Coordination. Coordination, you know, and there's a lot of other great aspects that come from being music, don't get me wrong. But athleticism is not one that's necessarily considered high on this. So I went into it with essentially no background, and I was able to figure it out and learn how to do it. It's truly for anybody. It really is. 
Hey, it's necessary to have to be cross state in general. I even know it is one of the most proven methods there is in the world today. Um, that is all the backup science research. Absolutely. It's just a community. We'll force you to be accountable. You'll make friends. And you'll actually want to come to the gym. The days you don't feel like coming to the gym, you're like, I'm tired. I don't want to do it today. But I know Jeff is waiting on me. It's a partner workout today. Absolutely. And I'm not going to let him suffer alone. Um, so I'm going to show up and, and, and have his back. So I think that's, you know, we talk about it all the time, not to go into a big CrossFit spill. Um, why CrossFit is so effective? Yes, you know, the constantly varied workout, do something to your body, never gives your body a chance to kind of like prepare. So it's always all over the place, but it's the community that makes you come back and keeps you showing up. And that's the key. Most uh, workout regimens, most things people do, they just lose interest so fast, you know? Absolutely. They're absolutely motivated going in, three, four weeks, motivated, rocking. And there comes to that point where it's just like, you're alone, you got some earbuds in, you're doing some buys and tries, and again, I'm not knocking some people do that all the time, and they're able to do that, but it's a little bit different when you got people waiting on you, and you know you're gonna do a workout, you know someone's wrote it out for you, playing for you, all you gotta do is show up, um, do what you're told, trust the trainer, let everything else take care of itself. And everything is scalable and modifiable. They're getting off, you don't need to cross this yeah. deal, but. It, it's literally built so, regardless of mobility, strength, conditioning, whatever you got going on, there's a way around whatever the prescribed workout is that day that you can still move and get the same stimulus. Which so sounds like a, a great segue into kind of what I guess we're going to talk about today. Yep. Um, so we got together a few weeks ago and um, we talked about what we were going to talk about on our first day. And um, we're both pretty spiritual guys. We believe in God. We believe he's real and he created this planet Earth and Absolutely. he has plans for us. And um, even though sometimes we just don't agree with them and, and we know, we both know that we have to put in the work in order for those plans to happen that we just can't sit on the sidelines and expect God just to do it for us. Like we have to do the work. Um, so we started talking and we wanted to talk about you reap what you sow. Um, come across a message about it, kind of heard it a little different, and it kind of struck a chord with me. Shared it with a couple groups, and then we got to talking, and you know, it's kind of like how we live our life anyways. So, you reap what you sow. Absolutely, so, you know, if you think of my lifestyle five years ago, six years ago, now before I found, you know, CrossFit and, and a whole different way of living, I guess. Uh, I maybe wasn't living my most faithful life. Uh, I got a good little shake up from God. I could feel him speaking and just knew I needed to do something different. So, uh, ended up getting introduced to Hammer and a bunch of other folks through that programming. Uh, I went through a divorce through that time. Uh, so, to say that you reap what you sow, I was going through a hard time. And a lot of people, unfortunately, going through a hard time. Uh, they don't have that good foundation uh, to work from. So it forced me to dig back in the Bible and really learn more about myself uh, to pull myself out of that little bit of a rut. And then when you know it, as I felt like I was kind of playing out and hitting my stride, here came COVID and it shut all the gyms down. <laughs> and uh, so that community of people I had, I couldn't go see them anymore. 
because you know the coronavirus is going, nobody knew anything about it. So they did all they needed to do was to shut everything down. So we started doing live streams. We started setting up just uh, hammer set up workouts, and we would all call in from your phone, and you could do them from home or body weight stuff. But it still kept that sense of community going. So had I given up, I guess during that time, likely, I could have just swelled back up to 300 pounds and, and been the same guy. But thankfully, there were other resources, and that turns into you reap what you sow. Like I could have given up, could have swelled up, but instead I decided to stay with it. Yeah, and it goes back to what you talked about earlier about you know just losing the 300 pounds. Um, you talk about planting those seeds. So at some point, we had to plant a seed of, I don't want to live this way anymore, right? Absolutely. We had to plant a seed of showing up to the gym. Uh, we had to plant a seed of accountability to ourselves, accountability to our health. And, and not to say that even when you're doing all the right things and you think that you're planting good seeds, um, that some years that, you know, some years farmers have some really crappy harvests. You know, sometimes it falls on bad ground. Um, sometimes it hits some rocks, bounces off to the wayside, or maybe there's not enough rain in that season. But it doesn't mean that we give up and, and we quit planting those seeds. It's we figure out, okay, what worked, what didn't work, and that's, that's modified and readjust as needed. Absolutely. Um, when I share this story with the group, um, again, I always think I'm the smartest guy in the room. Uh, we're talking about farmers. Like when you reap what you sow, for me, I automatically think of a farmer um, planting seeds, you know, harvesting his crops, his reward. And I asked them, did they think being a farmer was hard work? And you know, and it really is. Like, I've never been on a farm, like, watched them work all day long. But it seems like there's a lot of work that goes into that. Like it's from the crack of dawn until the sun goes down and even past that, you're working, you're working, you're working, right? So it does seem like a lot of hard work. But what I was trying to get the point across was what's even harder is that farmer not waking up. That farmer not going out, tending to his crops, maybe taking the day off. Um, Maybe I'm not going to plant this row. I've got three or four rows planted already. I don't need three or four. I'll be good. I'll be good. So, you know, doing all those other things. So, you know, the end result is if he's doing all the right things, he's going to have all those crops. You know, he's going to have all that yield. Family's going to eat. We're able to live to see another year. we are able to do it again next year. By the farm equipment he needs, you know, there's a whole long list of things that's going to happen because he got up doing all the right things. Flip it backwards, you know, the exact opposite is going to happen. His family's not going to eat. He's not going to have the resources for the crops next year. He's not going to be able to have the equipment. That's right. Right? So it's two sided. To me, there's two types of seeds that you can plant. You can plant those seeds in good soil, knowing that you're putting in the work and that's going to reap. And there's ones where we take the shortcuts, still seed, you're still planting it, you know. It's still going in the ground, whether you run regardless of getting up or getting down, it's still going out there. You plant the seed of nothing, and you're gonna reap nothing. That's right, that's right. So like for me, um, another just personal 
dead since had I given up on the gym game and all that. I would have never met my now wife at the gym. Uh, so, hey, <laughs> you gotta get her in where you're So, but my point is, God was clearly leading me on a path that I was intended to go on. And had I, you know, veered off that path, then maybe we would have never met. And my wife put me in the same right now. That was great. Absolutely. That's a good one. And two, like, it's not just general life. It's relationships. You know, if you're that guy, and yes, I'm talking to you guy, when you get <laughs> off work, and you've had a stressful day, and you feel like you're the only one in the world that's had a stressful day, and you go home, you're short with your wife and your kids, you know, you kind of isolate yourself. I'm guilty. Absolutely guilty. Um, you start doing that every day. What kind of seed you plant towards your kids and your family? Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Eventually, those, those patter feet, those pitter patter feet coming, daddy's home, daddy's home. Yeah. You're not going to hear that no more. Yeah. That wife that's standing by the back door, hopefully, you know, she's coming home, greet you, give you a kiss and a hug. Or whenever she comes home, maybe she's working and she comes home, she wants to give you a kiss and a hug. Um, that's going to stop. You know, it's just going to be, you're just going to walk through the door and just go do your thing. Because you plant the seed is, when I come home, I don't want to be bothered. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that requires, we both read the book, I believe, uh, written by Craig Rochelle on When the War in Your Mind. And it's talking about using using your faith in biblical passages, of course, but to rewire your thoughts. Um, yeah. So yes, you have a stressful day. If all you're focused on, on your way home, is how stressful your day was, then when you get home, you just yes. back home. You don't want to see anybody. You don't want to do anything with your children. You know? However, you flip it, like, man, I had a stressful day, yeah, but you know what? I got a family home that loves me. Yep. What, what more do I have to need, really, in this life? Yeah. And I know he and I both kind of went through this. And I can say, and I've been around Jeff Ned for a long time to know that he's one of the more stronger minded people, stronger willed people that I know. I'll take that one. Um, <laughs> and uh, I feel like I'm a realistic purpose person. You know, I believe in God. I believe things happen for a reason. And we just got to, you know, put on our work boots, go to work, get through the trenches, get through it. We're going to learn something about ourselves. We're going to be better. Um, but I went through that phase of just, you know, the, the whole mental health thing to where I woke up one day and life was just a little bit different. Yeah. You know, there were some noises going on in my head that I never heard before. And it was really everything that I tried to do just wasn't working. It wasn't working. Um, and I kept it to myself. Again, I was that guy that would come home and just, not just physically, just mentally exhausted. And just wanted to shut it down, wanted to go to bed. My relationship with my kids and my wife, you know, wasn't that we had a bad relationship, that we hated each other. There was really just wasn't a relationship. Yeah, that's right. And it's so easy to do. And it was so easy to be poor me. Yes. Poor me. Like, and looking back, and for me, it was, I got tired of living that way. Like, I hated it. Like, I, you know, I can remember. Just being transparent, sitting many days at the edge of the bed and just crying about my wife. Like, man, some days I just feel like I'm losing my mind. Yeah. And I know me and my wife, you know, the last four or five years of our life have been 
more than stressful, you know, sending up those prayers to God like, hey, you told me that you would not put on me more than I could bear. And guess what? You know, we're, we're, yeah, yeah. we're right there. So you can kind of tell me what's going on here. That would be greatly appreciated. You know, having those conversations with God. And, um, and again, it was just like to a point where like, I was done. Like, I just, I'm not doing this anymore. It's not fair to me. It's not fair to my wife. It's not fair to my family. So for months at a time, I was taking planting seeds of negativity. I was feeding those thoughts. Absolutely. So I was giving those thought seeds. I was throwing yes. seeds, man. I was like yes. handfuls, just chucking them. Um, for the first time in my life, like the negativity was really bad. Just like everything was doomsday in my mind, trying to coach classes, talk myself off a cliff, and you're feeding. That. Yes, big time. So in the book, I just not to interrupt, but no. um, in that book, When Morning Mind, uh, he talks that the, the best reference Craig had for it was if you would walk to your car through your front yard in the grass on the same path every day, eventually you're going to make a path. You're going to beat the grass down there where it won't grow. And it's an easier path to follow. Your brain works the exact same way. If you continue to feed those negative thoughts, that is the first place those neurological pathways open up to. And then it's easier to feed and you just feed it over and over and over again. And in my, definitely in my teens and twenties, you can definitely say I was one of the more negative people out there, <laughs> which is a shame to say. It's embarrassing, honestly, but it is what it is. It's the truth. So that was a difficult thing for me to rewire in my brain. I think I've done so successfully, not to say, Every once in a while, we have more paths, but Absolutely. anybody can do that. It yeah. just takes a little bit of sowing your seed in the right place. Yep. And, you know, going through all that, and you wonder sometimes why in the world you go through those things. And it was, I never want to go back to that time of my life. It was right. Right. It was very dark. Yeah. But it forced me, and I was telling somebody this, to do a lot of things. It actually strengthened my relationship with God. Because I was praying 24 7. <laughs> you're in the Word, you're yes. reading. Yeah. yeah. That whole pray without ceasing. Yeah. That was going that, on. That was going on. And it was just putting my total faith and trust sure. back into God and be like, you know, I'm not going to lean on my understanding. I, I have to trust you. I got nothing else. And maybe that's what I had to learn from it. But then, too, even going through that small season, um, Man, number of guys that I've just randomly come up to me and shared, hey, man, can I talk to you? Yeah, what's up, man? I'm going through this. And it was exactly same thing. Exactly what yeah. I was going through. So, you know, being able to share that story and being able to sit down and, you know, we did a, a group, a small group. We did, yeah, that was really good. About that book and going through all these uh, mental things that we were going through. And at the end of it, I was just like, Man, I was doing good, but I'm doing so much better now because I know everybody in this room is just as messed up as I am. Absolutely. You all are just as crazy as I am. So that makes me feel better. It gives me a little hope. Like you guys, you guys are kind of successful. You know, you're pretty well respected human beings. And if you guys are nut jobs, Absolutely. hey, I'm glad to be a nut job. Yes, yes, hundred percent. Well, that's just, and that's very true. So 
you, I met you right before I got divorced and probably in the lowest point that I've been in in my whole life. And just being able to talk and share that story, it helps. It helps. It so now, and being that transparent, most people are so guarded because they're afraid of being judged. And the best thing you can do is obviously find somebody you trust, yes. but um, share that story, talk it out with them, because that gets it off your chest, off your mind, and don't fear judgment from that person. They're there to help you, not hurt And then, you know, not to, I know we've been going for a while, but again, by just opening up to that person, I have to do a soft switch feed. Yeah, uh, that's a C, you know, you're playing a C. Absolutely. Of help in your life, like you need yes. help. You're playing that C of help, you're reaching out. And I know, I mean, I can remember the moment I was sitting in a recliner and I knew this guy and I overheard him in a conversation talk about some of the things I was going through. He didn't know I was listening to him. So I remember like, man, I was, I didn't want to think I was crazy or not. So I just I messaged him and I said, hey, I overheard you. <laughs> I probably wasn't supposed to hear you, but maybe I was, but this is what I'm going through. And it was like, I mean, as soon as I hit send, he hit the phone and called me. It was like, let me guess. You're experiencing ABC, XYZ, yes. All right, let's talk. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it was wanting help. And a lot of it, my pride didn't want to admit that I needed help. Because I always thought, again, I was a realistic person and I can handle it. Like, yeah. I'm a guy, you know, it's that whole stereotype that we're starting to learn about. Right. You know, what society should tell you you're supposed to be. Yeah. You're supposed to be strong, keep it all in, show no emotion. You know, yes. But, you know, hopefully, you know, we can change that, but like, hey, you can still be strong, but it's okay to ask for help because what happens to most guys that are in that situation and they keep bottling up, bottling up, bottling up. It's not good. They end up on the medication that the doctors are prescribing, which does not help. Um, or, um, I probably shouldn't say that, I'm not a doctor, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to get kicked off day one. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, the sad news is that they end up taking their own life. They you know? yeah. So, um, we don't want that to happen. And, you know, a lot of this podcast and stuff that we want to do going forward is to talk about a lot of those things that, as men, that we're not comfortable talking about. We know there's a lot of podcasts and things like that doing that these days. Um, but... You know, we just hope maybe to reach one or two, three or four. It don't really matter to us. This is more fun than anything. Um, just to kind of hang out and listen, have somebody else listen to us talk instead of listening <laughs> to each other talk. Absolutely, um, yeah. But yeah, really have no idea how to finish this, but you know, just kind of, I guess maybe think about the seeds you're planting in your life, you know, in your relationship, in your job. That's another thing, man, that's another whole, you know, Growing up, I know not everybody's getting paid what they think they should be paid. <laughs> but you're getting paid. Yes. Right? And there would be many, many of men that would love to be in your situation. If you're putting food on the table, absolutely. You know, the lights are on, man, you're doing good these days. Um, I'm not saying it can be better if you can, but if you want it to be better, what do you gotta do? Plant them seeds. Plant them seeds. Right? And it's small changes. Yes. You don't have to change yourself or change the way you think completely in one day. Like, it takes repetition. Sure, it's just impossible. But just take that first step. Yes. So, you know, again, you showing up to work. 
you know, just throw your boss is not going to look at you for that promotion. Right. Why in the world would you want to put some grumpy old man in the promotion spot right. supposed to lead people, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're not going to go down that path, but you get what we're saying. Hey, plant those seeds of faith. You know, that whole, I heard it when I was a kid. Feed your faith, start your doubt. Plant those seeds of faith. And when you plant those seeds of faith, go back in and weed out the doubt. The weeds are going to grow. This is part of it. Uh, I don't think you can put your miracle growth on it. It's going to take away those weeds. Absolutely not. Pulling those weeds are part of learning. You start pulling those weeds and you see what those weeds are doing to that seed. You know to stay away from the weeds. And you know when those weeds are coming and starting to sprout, you can get rid of them quickly before they choke out that plant. Yeah, so in the process, you're going to have to get at least a little bit uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable right now. I'm getting uncomfortable. It's <laughs> sweaty. But anything that's worth doing requires that. Yes. If you're willing to put in the effort, you're worth it, your family's worth it. Invest in yourself early on. And if we didn't put in that effort, if we didn't think that we just worth it, we would not be as sexy as we are today. 100% on that. My wives are very lucky. They are. They pay the jackpot. No, I'm just kidding. I love you, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yep. He yep. felt that stare through oh, the video. She oh. hadn't watched it yet. No. I looked all the way through. I saw it. You know, baby. You know. All right, guys. I guess we're going to finish by saying we love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Um, we don't know if anybody's going to listen to this. But if you are, thank you. And if you would, you get something out of it, um, share it with somebody. Um, make us famous if you can. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah, man. please do. So we can start getting some sponsors and yeah. maybe not work as much. Um, but yeah, that's it for us. Um, we hope you enjoyed Step Up podcast number one. That's Jeff. I'm Hammer. You guys have a great day. Dude, I got a sweat going.